Welcome to my podcast, sharing my homeschooling experience. I'm your host, Yasmin Hasnani, a homeschooling mum of three. I've created this podcast with the intention of inspiring and encouraging other homeschooling parents, those considering homeschooling, and anyone that's interested. So without further ado, Starting up after a break almost always involves some work for all of us. I have learnt that if I keep going with some activities through the holidays like reading crafts or some writing and some mental maths, it's helpful in the sense that it's not starting up from zero. There is still a little bit of momentum there to build on. If I do a complete halt, then it's harder to get started again. But of course, it is still doable. Whether starting up from either situation, the key for us seems to be gently does it. Just adding in a little bit more each day over the period of a week or two is generally enough to get back up to speed. But if not, Sometimes introducing something new, and it doesn't have to be a whole new subject, but it can be something as simple as doing the lesson in a different setting, like taking it outside or into a different room, or sometimes using, say, an educational game or even making one up. For example, for maths, I got out a big tarpaulin and a thick marker pen and a measuring tape. The children measured the length and the width and we wrote down the measurements on a chalkboard and did the calculations for how many 10 inch squares we would be able to fit on the tarpaulin in the form of a grid. We marked out the grid on the tarpaulin using an old piece of baseboard as a giant ruler and then we numbered all the squares. We used this tarpaulin for several different maths games. An example of one of the games we started using this tarp for was number placement, where the children would go and get a dry erase board and mark out three columns on it and head each column with hundreds, tens and units. Then they would get a mitten each and throw their mittens onto the tarpaulin. Whatever number their mitten landed on on the grid, um, they would write that onto their dry erase board with the digits in the respective columns. As their numeracy developed, um, they drew more columns on on their dry erase board and used dice to increase the number placements into the thousands. We use this tarpaulin with dice for addition games, subtraction games, and we've even brought in some uh, multiplication flashcards to use with the tarpaulin um, to create a new game where I'll show them a multiplication flashcard 
If they get the answer correct, they get to throw the dice and move that many paces along on the grid. If anybody else lands on the number that someone else is already on, the person that gets landed on goes back 10 paces and they have to do that calculation of going back 10 paces mentally. If they get it correct, they stay on that place that is 10 paces back until their next turn. If not, they have to go a further two paces back. And if they're, if they're moving forward, so they're doing throwing the dice because they've got their multiplication question correct, they do they do the addition from the the number on the dice to the number they were already on on the grid. If they get it correct, they check it as they go along. If they got it correct, they get to stay on the space that is further on that they have got to. If not, they go back two paces. But the addition and subtraction part has to be done mentally and then they check it by moving their pieces along on the grid. So this tarpaulin has actually turned out to be a pretty versatile and useful piece of kit. And a year later, we're still having fun and getting plenty of use out of it. For our family, changing things up to spark interest with new hands-on activities has proved to be very helpful. My children do do some bookwork, but I teach them with hands-on activities and practical experiments to try to give them a more concrete understanding before bringing in the bookwork, which can seem a bit abstract and harder to grasp without the hands-on practical understanding. Plus, the practical hands-on stuff seems to ramp up the fan fun factor for my little guys. And that fun factor is an important element for me in terms of how I try to nurture their love of learning, as well as sparking the enthusiasm that helps to build momentum. Another important factor during this startup phase after a break is pacing oneself. It's all too easy to get carried away with the extra effort that's required to get everybody back up to speed. And that can turn into a recipe for early burnout. So it's important to remember to be kind to oneself by going at a pace that is sustainable. All being well, by the end of next week, we should be up to speed and hopefully finding our flow. I am changing up my own routine again as I would like to start working out again. But I wanted to get um, us up to speed with homeschooling before I started trying to work out again as I thought that if I tried to do everything all at once, I think I might just be setting myself up for failure. So one thing at a time. And so hopefully by the end of the week all being well, um, I should be able to set a time for myself where I can start working out again. Due to the eyesight issues I've had over the last three years, the workout which had worked for me prior to that 
had not really been a very safe option during this period. I had done step to work out for years and it had always worked for me, but as the sight loss was disorientating, I had had to stop for the first couple of years when this all started due to having surgery and the recovery period and having to keep still and etc etc. But uh, my sight has improved a little and last year I, I started trying to get going with it again. And they say it takes three weeks to make a habit. Well my efforts last year were pretty spasmodic because um, getting back into it was a bit of a challenge for me and still remains so uh, because I do have to be particularly careful when I'm doing it but if I am careful I'm able to manage. So they say it takes three weeks to make a habit and I had really been pushing myself last year and I was doing well and that is a point of encouragement for me that I'm drawing on to get myself back into it because unfortunately you know sometimes life just happens and when I was I'd got to that three week mark of doing it three times per week regularly which was my aim and then one of the kids got sick and then of course it went through all of us one by one including me so I stopped and then I didn't start again I did try um, researching other workouts that were shorter, like there are some 10 minute workouts or some 20 minute workouts even that are like full body workouts. But none of that really, really worked for me. I did try doing them, but I couldn't stick with it. I also tried changing the time that I do my workout to trying to fit it into my early morning time but um, I just found it I found it uh, sort of counterproductive really because that golden morning time is supposed to be an easy morning for me where I relax and get my head together and meditate and do my gratitude journal and just have some quiet time so that I'm in a good place um, for to start my day. But if I was getting up in the morning to work out, it meant I had to get changed into my workout things and then go and work out and then come back and get go in the shower and get changed again. And it was just too much. It wasn't the restful start, the easy start that that I need and that works so well for me in terms of getting me in the right frame of mind. And working out is something that I have always done in the evenings as well because um, back in the days when, when I was a career woman, I would always do my workout on, in the evening after I'd finished work. So, and I suppose, you know, I still like doing that. Um, I've just got to get myself back into the habit of doing it. And I will have, I know that I will have to push myself for that because by the time I, it, it's the end of my 
day and I have a busy day, uh, I'm pretty tired. So I know I'm going to have to push myself to get started, but I know the benefits are that it boosts my energy ultimately because it gets me fitter and gets me stronger. So, so I'm going to give it a try and, um, and I will keep you posted on how I'm getting on with that. My workout is a 45 minute cardio step workout followed by about 15 minutes of light weights. The aim is to do it three times a week, um, which is generally sufficient for me. Any more than that and I start getting too tired. But this is a system that, that my body responds to well and I think everyone probably, or most people, have a particular way of working out that actually produces results. There's, and this is, is the one that works for me. Um, I see results from it if I do it for any length of time. Uh, beyond that three-week mark, uh, I notice the difference in my fitness levels and even just doing it for that three-week period consistently last year, I actually lost a couple of pounds, you know, and it stayed off. So that, again, is another motivational factor for me. And then, of course, there is the feel-good factor. And that's definitely there for me when I've worked out. Um, particularly if I've made the effort when I wasn't really feeling like doing it, but I've pushed myself and gone ahead and done it. I feel so good afterwards that, and so glad that I did make the effort. And mentally it's good for me and helps me to feel like I'm doing something that is just for me and it is something that I enjoy and when I see the results in my in my body as well that just lifts me even more. They say exercise creates happy hormones and boosts energy and all of these factors are important in terms of helping me to create a happy homeschooling environment. Another thing I find particularly helpful in terms of self-care is getting myself ready for the day. Getting showered and dressed, brushing my hair, putting on some moisturizer and some perfume in the morning, making my bed and making sure my bedroom is tidy. That's not to say I never have a pajama day. I do once in a while, but it's not very often. Getting ready for my day helps maintain a healthy mindset for me, where I feel ready to do whatever. If I want to go out with the children to do school outside and to feel good in myself, put together, so to speak. I know being a stay-at-home homeschooling mum, I could be in PJs all day if I wanted to, but I guess I don't want to. And I don't really want the children to do that either. Though they are allowed to have a pyjama day once in a while too. Keeping things reasonably clean and tidy 
also is part of self-care for me, as well as being a part of me caring for my family. And it adds to that feel-good factor of being in a clean, organised, pleasant environment. Having my home in reasonable order also means that if a friend decides to drop by at short notice, it's okay and no more than a quick run around at any time may be required. Uh, having that reasonable degree of order helps to maintain a comfortable and calm atmosphere for me so I don't feel like I'm in chaos. I also present the children's chores to them in the same light, keeping their environment in reasonable order um, feels pleasant. They're able to find stuff when they need it and when they look around them it's pleasant to look at. And when they've done their chores uh, we all stand together and look at the results of their work and with a view to appreciate and admire. All of these elements of self-care combine to help me to maintain equilibrium and a healthy, balanced homeschooling environment. Join me for more in the next episode of Sharing My Homeschooling Experience. Until then, I wish you a joyful heart and a peaceful mind. Thank you for listening.